new CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn. I'm alongside Glenn West. As we talk for the second straight week, Glenn, baseball, and it's going to be a conversation that, you know, as soon as we start having these podcasts, the baseball team's just kind of causing some concern for the fan base. So maybe we should pivot and not do another one. Maybe that's maybe we're the problem. But we'll see uh, as we talk today. You know, a, a series against Mississippi State, and if you're listening, make sure to subscribe. If you're watching, make sure to subscribe if you like LSU baseball. Glenn, a series against Mississippi State that coming in off the road against Auburn, which I think as much as you wanted to beat Auburn on the road, they're just really hot right now. Uh, Auburn, you know, defending home, played well. LSU really didn't play all that well. You said, okay, let's get reset. And it felt like the perfect storm to kind of reset against against Mississippi State team that really hasn't been great all year. But, Glenn, it's still a team with with a good amount of talent. And on this this weekend, I mean, Friday night, you know, you get schemes, you get the offensive outbursts. But, man, and we'll just start right here, the bullpen was an issue all weekend long, Glenn. So how much of a concern is it going forward? And what did you see this weekend that may cause some concern for postseason hopes and dreams? Yeah, I mean, I think we're certainly in a position now where you have to kind of reevaluate and reanalyze just kind of the the long-term outlook of this team because, I mean, up until two weeks ago, I mean, the bullpen hadn't been great. You know, it hadn't been uh, what it's been the last two weeks, but it hadn't been just really helping you really win games either. So, um, but but they were but LSU was winning these series for for most mm-hmm. of this year. They were the number one team for twelve straight weeks for a reason, uh, and that's because they didn't lose back to back games. And now, what you've seen here over the last couple weeks um, is LSU start to drop some of these games. And I mean, just point blank period. Number one is 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 the bullpen. That's the number one reason mm-hmm. why uh, LSU lost that game on Saturday against Mississippi State. It's why they lost the game. Uh, yesterday on on Sunday uh, against Mississippi State, and it's why they lost um, you know, a couple of the games at Auburn as well. Uh, it's just not been very good the last two weeks for this group. Um, we'll, we'll dive into a little bit more of the details here uh, throughout the pod, but just the sweeping overall takeaway I had from this uh, series is that um, this this is troubling. This is very troubling. I think if you're looking at LSU as a uh, you know, deep postseason contender because uh, they quite literally outside of the three starts they had from Paul Skeens, from Ty Floyd, and from Javen Coleman, um, nobody on this pitching staff uh, executed and delivered the way that you'd hope that they would. 
to help LSU win these games. And so uh, it's it's very troubling. It's very, uh, you know, I think it's probably reached its its lowest point. Um, mm-hmm. You'd hope to see, you'd hope to think it's reached its lowest point. Uh, but yeah, they they have got to do some serious uh, internal uh, just reevaluation here uh, of how they can best piece this thing together because uh you you could really tell it it's it's going to be a huge it's going to be a huge storyline once postseason play comes along just how they're going to be able to deal with this because it is a massive massive issue on this team yeah and when you get to postseason baseball look everybody's good uh and, and LSU fans have found that out over the past couple of years as well I think too Glenn in the sense of, you know, reevaluating. It was one of those things that I remember uh, talking with, with Jay Johnson after the game Sunday on, on last Sunday against Auburn. And I will say this, it, it gave comfort, should give comfort to LSU fans. He didn't want to elicit an emotional response. And when the question was asked, you know, what did you just tell your team? He said, you know what? We just said, hey, let's let's just get home and let's reevaluate things. So he's not going to make an emotional move. Uh, I think that's a that's a great trait to have. You have to have it in the sport of baseball. But Glenn, when you look at kind of the starter, and that was a conversation that you know you had an article on. I had an article on last week for Sunday. Um, you know, it wasn't the starting and the starting pitch. You felt like you got in there, and to kind of going back to Sunday, uh, you know, Coleman went two and two thirds. He gave up one run. He walked three. He struck out five. But you know, that's you felt like with the offense, and especially if I'm looking at the box score correctly here, you score three in the second, two in the third, five in the fourth, and three in the fifth. We've mentioned all season long it's an offense that can score in bunches. But for the bullpen to turn it over, and especially to a guy in Gavin Gidry, who you know was pretty solid in a blowout, you know, loss on Sunday against Auburn the week before. I think when you look at this bullpen, it's it's a problem. The the and you know that the margin of error is going to be very slim when you get to Hoover, when you get to uh, you know a regional, a potential super regional, if you want to advance that far. So, where do you think Jay Johnson? And you'll obviously learn more in the the press conferences this week. Where do you think Jay Johnson's sitting right now? Like how how do you reevaluate this? And sometimes it's it, it looks like a defeated walk to the mound. I mean, it, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it certainly did at times. I mean, I I. As you know, Auburn was, or as Mississippi State was putting up those nine runs in two innings, and LSU was mowing through their bullpen. I mean, they went through probably six or seven guys in a two-inning stretch, uh, just trying to find something that worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could you could see Jay Johnson in the bullpen, just or in the dugout, just really scratching his head. You know, looking back at West Johnson and, and them trying to really piece together what they the thought process here of, of trying to get out. I mean, it was. It got to a point where, I mean, LSU took a 13-4 to lead, um, and as soon as they took that 13-4 to lead, uh, Mississippi State comes out with a three-run homer, and you were like, oh, man, it's only a matter of time mm-hmm. before this thing gets really ugly. And um, it, it got ugly really quickly. Uh, they, 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 you know, the leashes were short on some of these guys, um, and – and I don't blame the you can't blame the pitching the the coaching staff at all for that. I mean, it, you just got to be able to execute. I think yeah. the the biggest takeaway that I had um, is that these guys just do not have a lot of confidence right now out of the bullpen, mm-hmm. and that's um, you know that's just to put it, I guess, in the best way possible for for them. But they 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 just all of them really struggled to to find the to find the strike zone for one, and then number two. Uh, just 
they, they were getting hit hard. I mean, a lot yeah. of these guys were getting hit hard, and, and it was not um, – and it was it, it was just a variety of different things that really hurt the staff um, this weekend. And and look, I think that if if you're if since we're just kind of going down this hill already, <laughs> the 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 one th- part about this weekend that you felt really good about is that LSU got a complete game from Paul Skeens on Friday. They got six innings of Ty Floyd uh, at practically his best this season uh, in a in in one run uh, in one run baseball from him. They got halfway through this series with only using two pitchers. Uh, and it didn't make a difference. That that mm-hmm. that is the I think the, the 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 worst part about this weekend is that you put yourself in a really great position to use the bullpen the best way possible these final two games, um, and the guys just didn't deliver. And that was kind of the common message from Jay Johnson after the game. Yeah, he mentioned a lot of these guys were feeling fatigued. It's late in the season. Um, you know, the he didn't want to use excuses, but that was part of his answer to, to one of the questions about the bullpen he you know blatantly said like some of the situations these guys are in are just not responding you know when in terms of having guys on base and who to throw out there with guys on base who to throw out there uh with with a bases loaded situation with a one out with a two outs i mean that it, it, all this stuff goes really detailed for the coaching staff on who they feel most comfortable throwing out there uh, and it just didn't matter. It didn't matter this weekend because really quite literally nobody stepped up to the to, to the mound and, and delivered for them outside of maybe one and two thirds innings from Riley Cooper on Sunday, um, which I mean, LSU had a chance to walk it off in the bottom of the ninth offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, there, there was probably a little bit of a, you know, just kind of a questionable decision there on, you know, why bunt Ben DePolt and, and take Gavin Dugas out of the game. Um, you know, Jay talked about it after the game. He, he said that they felt really comfortable with that decision and that quite literally the only thing that hap- that could have happened that could have prevented uh, LSU from winning that game happened. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, the bullpen should have never put LSU in that position to, to be, you know, losing that game 14-13 when you had the 13-4 lead. Um, and it, it's, it's got, it's, you got to go back to the groundwork here. I mean, we're going to talk with Johnson, I think, here on Monday afternoon. Um, so by the time most of you are probably listening to this, it'll be, um, you know, we'll probably have some more information about how LSU is going to approach things going forward. But, yeah, I mean, look, they, they replaced the third – they replaced the Sunday starter. I thought Javen Coleman did a nice job as the Sunday yeah. starter. Um, but I mean, when you have to use nine relief pitchers, um, over a three or four inning stretch, because nobody can get an out, um, you know, it, it's, it's very troubling and certainly something that LSU is going to have to really overcome here before the end of post, before postseason play begins. Greetings, fantasy warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. 
We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here. The hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries, showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, kind of going into that stretch. It started with Christian Little. He got recorded one out. Uh, Blake Money came in, finished the inning, got an inning in the third. Uh, Ackenhausen didn't record an out. Uh, Bryce Collins comes in, he gets two outs, and then Sam Dutton gets one out. But that is a span of five pitchers over that two-inning span. I mean, that's just not uh, it's not sustainable, you know, when you get against – and the thing is, too, and this is no knock against Mississippi State – I sit in the camp of saying people, you know, people say, well, you know, we didn't play our best, but, you know, Mississippi State took advantage, and they took advantage of that. And so you have to give them credit. There's another team on the other side of the field trying to execute as well, and the Mississippi State did that in situations. But you have to wonder, too, Glenn, and I think it gets into the mental psyche, too, because I asked Trey Morgan this question last Friday night against Auburn. And I said, when you got a guy like Paul Skeens on the mound and he's dealing, what does it do for an offense? And, you know, he gave the, the good answer of, you know, you, you feel confident, you feel good. The question that I don't think anyone's going to ask, and it's because no one's going to throw anybody under the bus, but you have to think about it, and I think fans are thinking about it, the other side. When this offense sees they put up 13 runs and they're losing, I mean, the mental psyche, that has to wear down, especially when you get later innings. So, Glenn, how much – pressure do you think the offense felt on a Saturday and a Sunday having to come from behind, having to try to mount a comeback when, you know, they said, hey, this should be enough to win a game? Yeah, that was, it's a great, it's a great question. It was a question that I had for, for Jay Johnson afterwards, which was kind of, you know, how, I mean, you, you've talked so much this season about how this team is uh, just really locked in mentally and how they, they, you know, these, these, these players really know how to respond well to adversity. And um, he, he said, he essentially told me last night or yesterday, um, he doesn't have to worry about the the person component with these players. Uh, they have to worry about the play. And, you know, the, the, the person part of it is that these guys will get themselves mentally right, at least from an offensive perspective. I, I, I can't, I can't back that statement up from what we saw out of the bullpen the last couple weekends, because, Clearly, something's not right confidence-wise yeah. with some of these guys. Um, but from an offensive perspective, for sure, um, you, you can expect LSU to bounce back. I mean, look, they, they didn't even need to be in a position to bounce back there late in the game. They shouldn't have never been in that position um, to where they had to potentially walk it off in the ninth inning and just didn't convert. Um, they did enough to win the game uh, in the middle part of the game, um, you know, from an outsider's perspective, this was solely on the bullpen, in my opinion. Um, I just I don't know how you can look at it any other way. Of course, Jay Johnson and anybody in that program is not going to throw the bullpen under the bus. Um, 
but that's just that's just the way that it was. I mean, you score 13 runs and you have a nine run lead. You're practically on the the verge of a, a you know a run rule kind of game there, um, and and guys just can't get outs on the mound. And look, the the, the offense did kind of go through a stretch there at the end where they didn't score. I don't think in the last five innings of the game, um, you know, as the as the lead tightened um, mm-hmm. and, and shrunk. Uh, it was it, you. You could tell that there there were some 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 struggles there. I think uh, with with the offense in terms of just getting guys in, and um, they, they they got on base. And they were able to get guys on base. They just weren't able to get some of those runs in. And yeah, it it cost them. I mean, they had a bases loaded situation in the bottom of the ninth. Um, it was just a really. Uh, I mean, you had you had the ideal situation coming up. You had a, yeah. a leadoff walk i believe to josh pearson um you had uh and then you 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 bunt nipholt instead of putting gavin dugas in there um and then trey morgan who was just on absolute fire rockets one out to right center field it just doesn't drop um mm-hmm. and then you know, mississippi state walks dylan cruz it walks uh uh tommy white intentionally uh to load the bases with two outs and and you had a chance to get a run in there. Alex Malazzo just couldn't couldn't punch it in there in the bottom of the ninth, and uh, things just 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 couldn't get going there at the end of the game for LSU's offense. But uh, they did enough to win the game. They did enough to win the series. I think it was really positive that after Dylan Cruz had a two for twenty one stretch over the last week or so, uh, he came out and went three for four on Sunday. I think that's a really great sign for this offense because. You're going to need those guys to really uh, carry you through this season. It really looks like. I mean, that was just kind of the the sweeping takeaway. Also, is that if this bullpen's not going to help you out, this offense is really going to feel a lot of pressure going forward. And I think that you know having all those guys clicking on the on the same cylinder is going to be really LSU's best path of making a, a deep postseason run at this point. Yeah, you were right. Uh, after the fifth inning, which they put up three runs, they did not score again. So six, seven, eight, nine in the bottom of the tenth. LSU couldn't push anything across. But like you said, more on the bullpen in this. And Glenn, kind of following up on that that psyche. I mean, you look ahead for what LSU has. Okay, they're gonna, you know, play McNeese uh, on Tuesday night, and then they head to Athens to a Georgia team that kind of found themselves during the middle of the SEC slate. And we say this, I mean, look, there's no easy path in the SEC. Jay Johnson said it. He said it multiple times this year. As he's kind of, you know, his second year, he's visited visited everywhere, it kind of feels like, and gone different places. You know, I, I often laugh because when a big team, and, and we'll take it to the football reference, when a big team in football loses, you know, a big brand, they often say that next opponent is the whipping boy. So McNeese is coming into Alex Box. What can you – I mean, you talk about roles – you, nobody's comfortable in the bullpen. I mean, how important, though, is this midweek game for some guys just to kind of find any ounce of confidence heading into a road series at Georgia, which feels like, you know, not that you're in danger of missing the postseason or anything like that, but you never want to backpedal into postseason play. And so it's really important that they win in Athens. But how important is this midweek game? Yeah, very important. I mean, you're going to see a lot of bullpen arms throwing in this game. I mean, I a lot of these guys didn't have – long extended outings. I mean, you just kind of went through the list here of about five or six guys that didn't even really record an out, uh, you know, had a couple outs here and there. Um, but you've got to find a way to get somebody some kind of confidence. 
Um, you know, Thatcher Hurd looked really good for a couple weeks there, uh, three or four outings in a row. He, he really strung together and then just just didn't have it on Saturday. And, and, and you know, I think that he's going to be a guy you see um, a lot on Tuesday. I think you're going to see uh, certainly Griffin Herring, Christian Little, um, you know, a lot of these guys that maybe had, you know, maybe 10 or fewer pitches um, in, in that game on Sunday. Um, you know, I, I would imagine you see um, Ackenhausen and you probably see Sam Dutton um, at, at some point and uh, maybe even Gavin Gidry. I mean, I think they have mm-hmm. to throw a lot of guys out there and see what sticks and see if they need to change up the situation that they're putting these guys in. Like, um, you know, Gidry did a, a, has been, I think when Gidry's been at his best this year, it's been as a closer, getting the final four or five outs of a game. I think that's been his strength. Um, maybe you go back to that this weekend for him in a tight game against Georgia. You know, maybe he's not the first guy you pull out of the bullpen like he did on Sunday, uh, and just wasn't able to kind of go very deep into that outing. Um, you know, do you switch things up with Griffin Herring? Do you put him, uh, back as the kind of the first guy out of the bullpen on Friday, um, and maybe get you deep into an outing, uh, if, if Paul Skeens can't get you through six or seven, I mean, like there's, there's, there's some, there's some stuff here that you know you've got to really go back and look at um, in, in terms of putting these guys in the best situations possible for them to have success. And um, it's tough. I mean, it's tough when quite literally nobody had success this weekend out of the bullpen. It's tough to know what those situations are on the outside, but certainly I think on the inside LSU has a good understanding of. Um, you know, what, what the best outing has been for those pitchers this year and making sure that they're being thrown into those types of situations is the best possible way I think you can kind of look at this going forward. I mean, um, there's no doubt this was a, a setback. This was not a, uh, a step forward here. I think you can certainly make the argument that LSU is, um, you know, kind of – not playing its best ball. I think they're probably playing their worst ball of the season here as the, as the regular season comes to a close. That's not good. You, you've got to get some kind of positive momentum, some kind of positive track. Um, you know, this final week of the regular season and certainly in Hoover next weekend when you kind of get to mimic a little bit more of the postseason play and just kind of how you use arms, how you utilize mm-hmm. those matchups. Um Will will be very interesting over the next week and even into Hoover how how they how they kind of manage these situations because uh, it's certainly not looking uh, certainly not not been LSU's best effort I don't think the last couple of weeks yeah LSU drops to number five in the rankings and obviously fans are gonna be upset about that but at this point like you said the focus needs to be having a good weekend and I'm not saying a perfect weekend I mean look it'd be great to go four and over the next four games. Um, but you're walking into Athens, and, and just look this up, because I, I knew Georgia had kind of turned things around when I watched them back in April, and they had swept Arkansas. Arkansas came to Athens. But then from then on out, you know, they, they play Ole Miss. They, they lose the series to Ole Miss. They then look, beat Tennessee in a series, and then they just come off a road series at Missouri as they get swept. So it's really a Jekyll and Hyde team over in Athens that you don't know what you're going to get. And so I think it's really important to see what LSU can do. And, yeah. and like you said, get all the momentum possible before heading into that. And, Glenn, one You could make that argument about LSU right now, too. I mean, exactly. Like that, I mean, you, you come out in your LSU and you 
kind of win your first six, seven SEC series against top 10, top 15, top five opponents, and you're feeling really good about yourself with the, you know, the wins over Tennessee and Arkansas and Alabama and Kentucky, um, all these teams that are fighting for NCAA tournament spots. Um, and then you lose to arguably the two worst teams in the conference this year in Ole Miss and Mississippi State back to back, or no, mm. no, not Ole Miss, um, in uh, Auburn. Auburn and Auburn and Mississippi State uh, in back to back weekends. And so, um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's just the ebbs and flows of a college baseball season. Um, I think the, you know, if you're LSU, that 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 primary concern has got to be figuring out roles for these bullpen pitchers that they can really have success in and. I think you also have to hope that Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd uh, can get you as deep into these outings as possible. I mean, that's that's a given because I think it worked out perfectly for LSU this weekend um, in terms of not putting the pressure on the bullpen, um, but the, the those, those guys just, just didn't respond and just didn't yeah. execute. So um, I know we're going around in circles there, but that's <laughs> – that's got to be the biggest takeaway here heading into the the final week of the regular season. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it, the mental psyche of things. Glenn will have everything uh, that Jay Johnson says uh, today as well. So make sure that is a good reason to make sure you tune into the website, tune in to Glenn on Twitter. You see his Twitter right there. He'll be kind of live tweeting some of those comments. Uh, probably one of the one of the more interesting press conferences uh, that we've had in the past. I would say the whole season really. Uh, to kind of see what this team can do as they kind of need to turn things around. And, Glenn, it's such a fine line. Uh, baseball's a funny sport. Uh, things can go your way, and they, you can do everything right, and it still doesn't go your way. So we'll see how they kind of handle things down the stretch. But, hey, my name is Bryce Kuhn. He is Glenn West. We thank you so much for tuning in. Whether it's on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe and like button. Leave a comment as well. What do you think about LSU baseball? Do they have what it takes to make the stretch run? Uh, and really kind of garner and recapture some of that magic they had earlier in the year? Or do you think elsewhere? If you're listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast, we want to thank you as well. And a big thank you as well if you're on YouTube. Back to that. You got us to 3,000 subscribers. We really appreciate that. That is some fantastic work that the entire team has been doing. Uh, we feel like we're up in the content and can't wait. Glenn, I just joked with you, man. I'm, um, I'm start. I got like three boxes right here that I got to pack as soon as I get this podcast uploaded. So, uh, man, we're uh, we're rocking and rolling, getting closer to being down in Baton Rouge, and can't wait to join you guys and uh, for what's going to be a fun time and a, and a fun new adventure. Yep, we're, we're excited to have you, Bryce. Can't wait to get you down here for sure. Awesome. Well, let's go 24-7 podcast. We'll see you next time. Make sure to tune in on all social media over at the website as well, where you will not miss any of the content that we have coming at. We'll see you next time. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining. This is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.